Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Commanders fans? Welcome back. It is part two of the season series against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Commanders play host to Philly, uh, coming in at six and a half point dogs at home against the Philadelphia Eagles this upcoming Sunday. I'm Anthony Armstrong, team. This is Brian Murphy on the other side of the screen. He's got his nice floral on. Dude, I'm ready. He's, he's Jimmy Buffett over here, man. He's looking yeah. good. Live studio audience and That's everything. Right. Um, it's a big day over here on the Believe in Commander show. Uh, folks, we, we, what, I don't know what you got with this team right now. I can really say I don't know what you have. It, it, they've shown a little bit of everything all year, and – just talking with some of the fans and some of y'all out there in the Twitter spaces and in the t- TikToks and the text messages, y'all don't know what you got either. But you're probably feeling like this team is going to show up against Philly. What's up, Lil Merv? Say hi, buddy. You want to interrupt the show? Say hi. Okay. Said, go Commanders. That's what That's he right. said. He's yeah. Go Commanders. Uh, but no, you, a lot of people are thinking that this is going to be a team that shows up inspired. That's how they like to play against Philly. I mean, the last time they were swept in the season by Philly was back in 2021. Uh, So shout out to Joe for dropping that stat to me, but they play up to their opponents. And one of the things I've noticed is with this team, they team, they seem to play up or down to the level of their opponents. Even if their opponents kind of show up and play a little bit, uh, a little bit more inspired than, than the commanders do. But nonetheless, Six and a half point dogs. Brian Murphy, how's everything going for you? Yeah, running a daddy daycare here. If you can't tell, we got a guest, a uh, little Ollie Murphy here. He wants to give his two cents on the game. So you'll hear from him a little bit. He likes seeing himself there. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I think we said it in our, our breakdown of the Giants game. Everything seems to be going wrong for this team. Like you said, there's no identity. But it would not shock me at all if we look up in the fourth quarter and this is a one-score game and the commanders have the ball with a chance to tie. I mean, that's what it was like about a month ago when we thought this team was on on the verge of getting waxed two weeks in a row from Buffalo yeah. and Philadelphia, and they show up and take them to overtime. So absolutely would not surprise me if this game ends up being really, really close. And I'd be tempted to head over to bet online and maybe put a little bit on Washington to, to cover that six and a half. I could see it yeah. being more of a field goal game. So yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it all. But uh, yeah, I, they definitely do play up and play down. They are not a team that is going to dictate the game they're going to play to what their opponent does and that's good at times and really bad at times like we saw last week yeah and there's an update actually just literally within the past 30 minutes it's went to a seven point spread okay. instead of six and a half so a whole touchdown is what uh, the eagles are favored as and you can make that bet just like brian said over there at betonline.ag use our code believe b-l-e-a-v um, if you think washington's going to cover that seven then maybe put a little something over there. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. And I know last week I thought it would have been a shootout between the Giants and the Commanders, and it was not. There were 21 total points scored. So if you would have taken that under, you would have won. But if you are over there at Bet Online, you got handball, you got boxing, auto racing, a lot of same-game parlays, esports, poker, uh, casino, and and you can basically bet every single sports uh, team that's playing in Dallas right now. This is the first time it's happened, and I don't know how long that all four teams are in the season are in season at the same time. That's awesome. Time. That's awesome. Rangers got a little World Series. You got some Cowboys running around playing football. The 
Mavericks just started out their NBA season this year, taking down the Spurs and Victor Wimbiana and the Dallas Stars are playing as well. So it's sports all over the place. Make those bets over there at Bet Online, folks. It's where the game starts. Yeah, and where the game starts for this one is obviously the the Commanders went to Philly about a month ago, and uh, you know they they held on. They almost had a chance there. Should Ron Rivera have gone for two? Looking at the way the season played out, maybe so. Maybe that was the jump start you needed. But they lost in overtime. It was an inspired performance. Arguably one of the best performances of Sam Howell's career, and I think it'll take that again. I, I don't know about you, Anthony, but I felt like the Eagles were not clicking on all cylinders just yet in the, at that uh, October 1st matchup. To now they look like they are arguably the best team, not just in the NFC. I think that's a given right now with San Francisco dipping a little bit, but they might be the best team in the NFL and it's a tall task for the commanders, but you're at home. I know Philly, Philly fans travel, and they are a different breed, and they're going to be hungry after a bad week with the Phillies. Um, but a chance to really kind of stable yourself, stabilize yourself uh, is here. And, and like we've already said, that this team tends to play up to competition. Um, can they do it again is the real question uh, in this one, right, I Ali? Think that, I think that they can. Ali is in agreement with me. I think Ali is saying that the commanders can play up to their competition and they will show up against this uh, this Philadelphia Eagles team. And you're right. I mean, Micah Parsons even said it that Philly is looking good. I mean, they're getting ready to go. They're, they're getting more in tune and making more plays uh, just as this season rolls around. And Washington is going to be well aware of that. I mean, they know this opponent. They know what they like to do and they know how to beat them frankly they know how to do it it's time of possession running the ball um and frankly you kind of got to get away from what you've been doing all year really yeah uh, when they played philly earlier this year they won the time of possession uh they ran for more and then i, I want to say they forced a turnover or two uh from the uh from philly now the one thing that they missed on is that they gave up some tail on that back end Right. Uh, obviously, that was a game that Emmanuel Forbes ended up getting benched and that kind of had him sitting on the sideline watching for a little while. So is, is he going to get back out there? Who knows? But uh, all in all, I'm looking for this team to show up with some fire and some tenacity. And I want to see from Eric B. How are you going to have your offense prepared showing up for this first game? I want to know, are you going to be able to have your team run the ball, lead with the run, because right now you're two to two to one pass. And, and I, I know I said I fought for that. I said two to one pass is the way that it has to be because you have more playmakers outside. But right now you're not getting that much out of there. The one thing that can be consistent is if you turn around and hand that thing off to Brian Robinson, hand that thing off to Chris Rodriguez Jr. and let those guys get physical and move the pile Put yourself in favorable positions, third and short, third and two, third and one, and then you can dictate how you want to handle those downs. But I think that finding a way to commit to the run and make that almost the lead dog in your offense and not have Sam Howell throw the ball 40 to 50 times throughout the game is going to be the ultimate test for Eric Bieniemy and seeing, frankly, is he going to be able to lead this team moving forward? Yeah, I, I really do. I think you're right that you got to take a little bit of what you did last time. But yeah, you got to run the ball. We saw that that was so key in their upset on Monday night last year. Get Brian Robinson involved. The fact that he's only touching the ball, you know, a handful of times is inexcusable. I mean, you, he is your best weapon right now. No offense to Terry, but that's just the way it's going. Um, 
and yeah, control the clock. I think you definitely need to to do that. I think that's what got the commanders that that win last year. Obviously, you have a little bit better of a quarterback going, you feel like, in Sam Howell over Taylor Heineke. So that mm-hmm. kind of adds to the to the temptation to, to throw it around a little bit. And so, yeah, I think Eric bieniemy has got to go against his tendencies a, a bit here and, and try to make something different happen. Because if you, the best way to keep Jalen hurts off the scoreboard is to keep him off the, the field. And uh, I think this team is built to where they can do that. I think all the metrics say that, you know, this team is a better run blocking team than pass blocking. And, and so why not, you know, switch it up a little bit and kind of play keep away. You want to, uh, I would say play to your strength, but you just need to play to play to what's going to beat this other team. I mean, play to what's going to beat Philly. I, I've said your strength is outside and passing the ball. And Sam Howell still is in the top, I want to say 10, top 12 in yards passing in the league. Um, but, you know, when you're not winning that many games, it almost doesn't matter. And and let's not let's let me not pile on. Because the guys are what three and three. They're they're right. They're they're five hundred. That's what they've been. Uh, but the past two weeks, the past two losses have just been horrible. They're like a black lic- black licorice jelly bean that has snuck its way into your candy jar and you grab it. That's how it feels after these past couple of weeks. But you can always right your wrong by winning some games, especially if you beat an opponent. Now, I want to talk just injuries. I pulled up the Washington uh, injury report leading into Wednesday. Wednesday's completed leading into Thursday. So you had... Uh, three guys didn't practice on Wednesday. Cody Barton, Sadiq Charles, Curtis Samuel. Thursday, you had uh, Wednesday limited with Sam Cosme and Cole Turner. Full participants from Montez Sweat, Federian Mathis, and Jonathan Allen. Um, started at the bottom. Sweat, Allen, and Federian Mathis. Those three guys in the other defensive line are going to be paramount, utter importance that those guys set the tone up front and do not allow DeAndre Swift and, and Jalen Hurts to just run all over this team. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that we know what the 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 Eagles are on both the offensive line and the defensive line, mm-hmm. and you got to try to to hit them uh, before they hit you. And, and and you know DeAndre Swift has kind of been such a benefactor of this offense. I feel like Jalen Hurts, and I don't know the numbers, but it feels like he's been throwing it a little bit more, and then they kind of run when they 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 need to, and they do it really well. And DeAndre Swift has absolutely benefited from that so much so you're absolutely right you can't let uh, Jalen Hurts get into a rhythm throwing because then you know that DeAndre Swift later is going to gash you for a seven to ten yard run so that all that defensive line has really got to set the standard Um, I feel like those guys have been playing pretty solid we saw uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young get sacks last week you mentioned Fedarian Mathis this dude has got to start producing. I mean, I know he's been injured, but you're a second-round pick, man, and you, you hope that he's hungry coming back. I don't know if he's activated or will be activated, but when he is, he's got to be a difference maker because they need something out of a second-round pick given the fact that Quan Martin and some of the other rookies uh, this year are, are, are not contributing so far. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see the defensive line get in the backfield. And uh, so I, I, I thought they had forced a turnover too, but they did not force any turnovers last time against the Eagles. And mm-hmm. that that will be key, and I think that's up to this defensive line to get some pressure. Jalen Hurts, more so than the last couple of years when he's been the starter, seems to be giving up the pill a little bit. He fumbled and threw a pick on Sunday Night Football, allowed the Dolphins to get back in the game. Of course, he stabilized and ended up winning the game, but he'll turn the ball over if you let him, and especially the, his knee. They're, they're saying it's not an issue, but he's wearing a brace, so you know he's not 100%. If you can shake him and rattle him a little bit in that pocket – 
maybe you got a chance to turn one over and, and get yourself in a, a plus uh, situation. A plus plus situation is is great. It's a great place to be leading from the front. Two weeks ago, they lost to they the Eagles lost to the Jets. And in that game, you mentioned the turnovers, three interceptions by Jalen Hurts. And there was no soft guard. I was about I to say that, exactly I, I think top two corners. Yeah, they, DJ that, Reed, I don't a, think was out there either. That is right. DJ Reed yeah. was not there either. So it was a very dry backfield, no sauce at all. And they were still three interceptions that were thrown. And add on top of that, there were two sacks. There were three sacks last week by Miami. Um, overall, you're good. You're good to get a good three, you know, around three sacks against against Jalen Hurts and this Eagles team. Washington had three sacks when they faced off uh, back in October. So looking at that, I mean, I, I think you know what you have on Philly's offense. You already know what's over there. Jalen Hurts being injured and having a knee brace on makes me wonder, is he going to run the ball more? Is he going to scramble? Are you going to get a lot of that tush-push thing going down? Because that, that brotherly shove, the tush-push, whatever you want to call it, um, that may not happen as much when you have a quarterback whose knee is is hurting. And, and do you want to have him have defenders jumping on his back and piling on and pushing back against this, you know, just bulldozer of human flesh that is trying to gain, you know, three feet a yard, uh, three feet uh, to, to move the chains. I, I really think that second down is going to be so key against this team. If you can limit them on second down, keep it to second and long to where they kind of have to throw on third down. Maybe you're right. Maybe you get them out of those short yarded situations where they normally would go to the to the tush push and and then you know punt the ball away a little bit. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, it's just it's it's simple. I don't want guys diving on my quarterback. I don't want my own guys diving on our quarterback. And if we can avoid that, uh, you know, absolutely. So uh, yeah, I think that second and third down will be so huge um, on both sides of the ball. Honestly, it felt like every every drive last week the offense was getting into a second and third and long. And then, you know, they couldn't get off the field on, on second and third down, uh, you know, on the defense. So that'll be huge. You're absolutely right. And I think that you do need to – I think you need to see – make Jalen Hurts beat you. I think you're okay with letting him hand it off to DeAndre Swift. And you know, you know, A.J. Brown's going to get his own. But, yeah, you can't let you can't let Jalen Hurts get out and around for 60 yards, especially when he's not 100%. You got to make him feel that. I'm not saying be dirty or anything, but you got to make him feel that. And you got to got to make him – throw the ball, and then be in some uncomfortable situations. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Uncomfortable situations is difficult to do against Jalen, but yeah, you have absolutely. that ability. It can happen. It can happen. Well, and he's a guy that is very much in control of, of the offense. He knows how to handle himself. Uh, you just have to, when he gives you that chance to make an interception or to get a fumble or something, you have to capitalize on it. 
I really like I'm really excited to see Chase Young in this game. I feel like last week um, Tyrod Taylor had a little play action and it looked like he could have maybe booted out of it. And Chase read it perfectly and then, you know, kind of hesitated, kept it, kept him in front of him and then chased him down for a sack. I really think that Chase Young could have a huge game kind of in that role, not biting on Jalen Hurts, you know, handing off. And, and, you know, when he wants to try to scramble a little bit, we know Chase Young, despite his size, is really fast. So is Montez Sweat. And can they make a couple of plays? And you're right, slap that football out of there, tip a pass, something, because that's what that's what the Dolphins did, and it was working. And you know, had a had a drive gone their way, the Dolphins were right there from you know taking advantage of that game and taking over that game. So yeah. got to make that happen and got to capitalize on it. Got to get got to get more off the turnovers, which we saw them get two turnovers last week. I, I don't know the numbers off. Well, they did score off of one of them, uh, and then the one late they weren't able to score to tie it, but. Got to capitalize on turnover. Well, got to get the ball first. Got to actually turn it over, but then got to do something with it. Yes, touchdowns, not field goals, folks. And with that said, let's transition over to that offensive side for the commanders going up against this defense that finds a way to get better all the daggum time. Yeah. Like the Titans just go off and trade Kevin Byard, uh, a talented, talented safety over there to the Eagles. If you think last year they had gotten CJ Gardner Johnson from the Saints and they yep. used him for a year and, and got all the way to the Super Bowl and then he's gone. Uh, he's injured as well. So hopefully he gets back healthy next season. But Man, this team just keeps getting better, and they were giving Miami some fits. They were really holding that running game in check, and you know that that front four, eight, however many guys they got up there, linebackers included, is the strong point of this Philadelphia defense. Now, how do you think that – I mean, obviously, we both agree that you need to run the ball. Mm -hmm. We we both agree that you need to run the ball, and I I would say you're going to have to look at your tendencies. You have to look at your tendencies. Are you always first down run just to just to show that you do it? And then you end up passing on second and long and then third and long. Maybe so. Now, maybe you got to start considering maybe we go first down play action. Do something a little bit different that's going to get the defense off of your off of their keys on what you do normally. Um, I, I think, you know, we already know we are. We know where the shortfalls are. We already know that the offensive line, they are what they are. They are pretty porous um they have allowed a crap ton of sacks um and and it almost feels like anybody's going to get some sacks against them but we don't need that to happen this upcoming sunday against the eagles you want to make sure that the offensive line protect them and we're talking about keeping sam howell upright let's protect the offensive line and the way you do it is hand that sucker off and run it and allow them to get mean nasty ugly and, and push people around yeah, let Nick Gates get another NFC East battle going. He knows what the Eagles are, and you know he wants to hit them hard. And and all these guys can fly to the football. Um, I, I take PFF grades with a grain of salt, but I think I saw that Jalen Carter might be one of the best defensive graded defensive linemen, and he's a rookie. I mean, they they have guys at all three levels that can make plays. You mentioned Bayard coming in. I think uh, Blankenship, their safety, is healthy now this week too. So they seem to have a full complement of weapons. I'm curious. Uh, I agree with you with tendencies. I'm curious if they use some of that aggression against the Eagles. I feel like the Eagles are going to want to fly downhill. They know, just like the commanders know, just like everybody knows how bad that offensive line has been. 
can they have some misdirection? Can they run like a couple sweeps with Curtis Samuel or fake a couple sweeps with Curtis Samuel? Something like that to catch them off guard and maybe make them pause for just a second that might allow you to get a big play um, through the running game or even, you know, a short pass. And I'm going to keep calling for it until they do it again because it works so well in the Denver game and it's worked well in a couple of spots. Uh, Brian Robinson scored off it in Atlanta. Can we see a screen or two? I feel like you let those those Eagles pin their ears back like they love to do. Let them come upfield, think they've won, and dump it over the top of them. You obviously have to be careful that there's not a linebacker flying back there to make a play, but yeah. uh, I think that that's a way to neutralize them. And so I, I do think tendencies and, and maybe trying to catch them off guard a little bit could be the way that you kind of stay in this. Yeah, stay ahead of the sticks. Stay ahead of the sticks. Don't, don't uh, limit negative plays. Because, I mean, you know, sacks will happen, you know, bad plays will happen here and there, but you got to limit those. Keep those at a minimum if you can, right? Keep them at a minimum. Get yourself in favorable position, staying ahead of the stick, so on and so forth. Um, now, there's enough. Ollie, what you got, man? There's enough. There's enough, really, of, of the offense and the defense. We already know what it is. Yeah. We already know what it is. And, we, and we've seen this matchup a few weeks ago. I do want to ask you, though, since it's getting into the trade deadline, and there's been some rumblings around, and apparently Montez Sweat. Um, there's been one offer on the table for Montez Confirmed Sweat. Confirmed offer, yeah. Nobody has offered anything on Chase Young just yet. Uh, do you think that Washington needs to be a seller heading into this uh, trade deadline? I, I, I've wrestled with this all week long, really, and it, it stinks that the trade deadline is tomorrow or I'm sorry, I'm saying tomorrow, I think it's Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up after this game is what I meant. It's tough that it's coming up after a game that that doesn't look good for you. You never know how it's going to play out, but, uh, you know, the Eagles are really good. You've been struggling, that sort of thing. I would have loved for it to come a little bit later, but, I mean, you are halfway through the season. All that being said, I don't think they need to be. Um, I think that, A, even if they lose this game, they're at three and five. They're mm -hmm. still right there for a wild card. That seven playoff spot makes things you know makes the season go on a little bit longer whereas you're sitting yep. at three and six three and seven normally you're not going to get one of those top six seeds but you add a seventh we know that a team can get in with a losing record um but on top yeah. of that in that terms yes in those terms yes i i, I don't think they need to be a seller but also i don't want to see this kind of sitting lame duck um Let's just I, I don't think that the the head coach and the GMs or you know the front office is gonna return next year. I also don't want those guys making yeah. decisions that the new guys need to come in and make. And that's why I want to see them stand put, use what they got. They've got some guys coming back from injury. They'll get uh mm -hmm. DeFore um Derek Forrest back later in the year. Let's just stay with what you got and let the next guys have a full cover to work with. Don't just empty it out because that's the 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 thing to do. I can I, I can understand your premise there. I can understand you talking. And after last week's game, I said there needs to be. I don't want to say heads need to roll, but you need to make some movement to just shake things up a little bit. And the, I, I feel like you're in your you you be in Washington. They're in such a point to where uh, if they make a trade, is it is it going to positively affect this season by the addition that you grab? I mean, yeah, there was a Kevin Byard out there and. You know, Philly was able to snag him from Tennessee, um, but, you know, Washington wasn't looking at any safeties, right? You know, I think the main concerns are the same ones that you've had all year. 
Um, but I, I've been leaning on the fact of saying that they should probably be willing to make some sort of a move. But I think that they've, I feel like they've made a decision on who they would want to keep. Um, if they had to lose one of the defensive ends, I feel like they want to try to keep Montez. And, but I, I, who knows? I really don't know, you know, because I mean, you're looking at an offer for, uh, 27-year-old Montez Sweat, who's, who's due to get a, get a big contract, and he can – I still think he has room to grow at, at playing defensive end and rushing after the passer. He's, he's just a physical specimen. Uh, one side, you want to be greedy. I want to keep him on my team. I don't want to let him go. But then on the other side, you're like, man, let's find a way to improve this roster, get a few other bits of draft capital, and add some depth in this upcoming year. Because uh, I mean, the, the scouts have already looked at it. They're trying to go and see how do we improve – and I, I could say Washington being a seller at, at the trade deadline is probably something that they should look into and really consider it. Because um, with, especially with that bye week being so far down the line, there's literally nothing that you're going to be able to do other than sit back and keep playing ball. I think one thing, and I agree with you, I wouldn't be mad if they were a seller. I think it would stink. I think you got to make sure you're getting enough back, though. I saw something say that, you know, if and when Chase and, and or Montez, I know, buddy, aren't, don't come back, that the, the, the compensation will be a, a third-round pick, you know, if they yeah. get that, that pick back. I'm crying um, too, Ali. Yeah, I'm I know. I, I would hate to see them go. But I, I think you got to make sure you're getting something fair back to where you're not setting yourself up for failure in the offseason. Yeah, getting the draft capital cap, getting the draft capital is what's going to end up happening first and foremost. I, I do think that you stick with Sam, um, because once again, he's just still learning. He's just still learning, and I, I'm sure there's probably some people out there trying to get, get carry on about you know getting being done with Sam Howell and moving on from there. Because honestly, I just think there's a lot to improve upon for this entire offense and, and defense as well. Uh, I don't think it falls down to the players and the talent that you have. Maybe maybe on the O-line you need a little bit of help, but um, coaching could be a thing. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm not even sure who the offensive line coaches. I apologize for that, but I think about whenever Bill Callahan was here. Um, and Bill Callahan is a one of the top offensive line coaches in the league, and I think that they played really well um, when Callahan was here. So you got to find something that's going to get that offensive line communicating together. Get them on the same page. That, that's one thing, a change I think you can make, and I think Ron Rivera has kind of talked about it. I think Sadiq Charles sounds like he's banged up. I don't know if he'll play, but I think you could shuffle that offensive line and maybe almost make some acquisitions there yeah. and try to find a better combination than what you've had going. And maybe that wakes some guys up. Maybe in the same way that you bench, you know, Emmanuel Forbes, you shuffle on that offensive line. You're like, this is not good enough, guys. I don't care if if you're Nick Gates and you're Andrew Wiley. You're our two offseason pickups. I don't care. You're not performing. Let me put in Ricky Stromberg or let me put in Cornelius Lucas and see if we can get something going. And maybe that's the change, the acquisition that you can make without really tearing everything down. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. We got to make some improvements. You got to be able to look at the tape and say, hey, I'm not playing good enough or you're not playing good enough and we're making this change because of that. Uh, and and when you're in the league, I mean, honestly, you got to understand that's just the way the game goes. And and I can say out of all the years I've been in the league, I feel like the offensive line is the one position that has the longest leash. You know what I mean? Like you get beat on a sack, it's fine. You get beat for another one, it's fine. You get bulldozed, it's fine. They, they, it, it just happens that way. But you drop a pass, you might not see the field anymore, man. Like that—that that is so. I mean, it ain't fair. 
it, but it is what it is, right? There's one football. You get your one chance to catch that pass. You better do it. But, hey, you get 67 snaps on offense, and you, you bust a few plays, you're still out there the next week. That kind of bothers me a little bit, but you have to have depth. You have to have some younger players that can get in there. And maybe maybe this ain't the week to roll out Ricky Stromberg and, and those young guys sure, against sure, Jalen sure. Carter yeah. and crew. But it's got to be something that they're willing to get to soon. I am with you on that one, 100%. Uh, but, folks, I don't want to keep y'all too much longer, y'all. We've, we've, we've enjoyed you listening to us, and we appreciate it. But I want to go with a – we haven't done these in a while. I'll take a score prediction, but maybe I'll just take a – do you think Washington's going to cover? What do you think, Brian? You go ahead and go for a score prediction, or do you think they're going to cover this thing? I'll give you both, and I, I think it'll be a 24-21 type game. Uh, I think that they are are close. I do think the Eagles are better. Um, I think they're in a better spot, but I don't think – I think the commanders will have a good game that they can build on and, and hopefully right this ship. It's hard to right this ship against this, this Eagles team, but I do think that they keep it close like they tend to do against this team. Um, so give me 24-21. Unfortunately, the Eagles – but I, I, I think we're in a little bit better spot after uh, this loss than uh, the Giants' loss. I got you. I, I can I can get behind that reasoning, and I, I do think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be uh, a lot of fireworks going on, not a lot of firepower. But hell, last week I thought it was, and it wasn't. So it could be very well above, but I, I think that this is that one game where Washington shows up. I think that they're going to show up. They're going to put their best foot forward. Everybody has been talking in the media about how, you know, Jahan was saying he let that that drop hurts and he's going to let it hurt. Last guy to leave the field. He's probably more motivated this week to make a play and do something with the ball. Um, you look at a Terry McLaurin, he's showing some frustration. I mean, Brian Robinson touched the ball nine times. I'm sure he's ready to run over people dressed in green and anybody that has an Eagle logo on their helmet. So for me, I think this team – continues to play up to their opponent they will get this win they will find a way to eke out Love the it. eagles and 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 they'll cover they'll win i ain't got no score though it could be 28 27 for all i care i just want to make sure washington has more points than philadelphia at the end of this matchup and you guys can bet on that over there at bet online if you haven't done that yet do that head over to betonline.ag use our code Believe, B-L-E-A-B, get our welcome bonus. Uh, also, listen to us on TuneIn Radio, Sirius XM, all your favorite streaming platforms, YouTube, and you may catch us on Reach TV every now and again, catching up with Courtney Fallon in your airports and whatnot. And we're also on social media, good people, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and like I said, YouTube, at Believe Commanders. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Share it with your mom and them because we appreciate y'all listening. So, Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. We will see you guys on Sunday, and then we'll talk after this game against Philly. We'll see you next time, folks. Be good. We're out of here. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.